It's good to see you all this morning. When I was 15 years old, I was standing on a Milo cedar, uh, pushing grain down into the sockets while my grandfather pulled it around the field and we were planting Milo. And this man came up to the, drove up to the field that we were in and flagged us down. And, and he came and told us that my uncle had just shot a man down the road. It wasn't a man, it was a woman actually, I forgot. He shot a woman down the road and then turned the gun on himself and shot himself. And I, I went with my grandfather over to my aunt and uncle's house and I'll never forget watching the tears roll down my grandfather's face as he told his sister how her husband took his life. And that's an image that doesn't leave you. And I've thought a lot over the years since about why people commit suicide. And I've studied it some. And according to the CDC, one and a half million people tried in the United States last year. And the circumstances of all of them are unique, but one thing that seemed to be the same about all of them is a lack of hope. You know, people need something to look forward to. Everyone needs hope. And a person can get to where that they can't see anything good in their future anymore. And only pain and suffering and something that they don't want to live through. Because sin takes away hope. You know, in the beginning there was great hope for mankind as we walked with God. But then sin came into the world and took all that hope away. And what it left was pain and suffering and death. Sin separated us from God and the final consequence of sin is eternal torment in hell. And that is what all of us had to look forward to forever. Because all of us sin. But then God, our merciful God, sent a message of hope into the world. God told Abraham in Genesis 22 and 18, In your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And the prophet Isaiah 
who wrote a lot about this coming Savior, said in Isaiah 9 and 6, For under us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And the prophet Isaiah goes on to talk about how this Emmanuel, God himself, would visit his people again. And he would take our transgressions, our sin upon himself. And by this we would be healed. And he would establish an everlasting kingdom for us to live in. And it would be a kingdom of peace forever. And all of the prophets wrote about this. And there were over a hundred prophecies of him in the New Testament. And these are just some of them who, that are concerning his birth, just his birth. And all of them were fulfilled. <clears throat> and there were people who heard and read these prophecies. And they were waiting for him. They were looking for him when he came. But most were not. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, it says that a priest named Zacharias was burning uh, incense in the temple. And he and his wife Elizabeth had no children, but they were very old. And as he burned this incense, an angel appeared before him and said that his wife Elizabeth was going to have a child. And he didn't believe the angel because they were very old. And so the angel made him mute until the child was born. The angel said, nevertheless, he will be born and you will call him John. And he would be a messenger who would prepare the way of the Lord. And soon after this, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a virgin named Mary. And he told her to rejoice, for you're going to have a son. And his name would be Jesus. And she said, I don't know how this could be because I am a virgin. And the angel said, it would be by the Holy Spirit. And he said, by the power of God. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And so Mary believed. And she had hope in this child. But she was betrothed to a man named Joseph who, when he found out she was pregnant, didn't want to marry her anymore. And 
didn't think he really could. So God sent another angel to Joseph. And he sent him an angel in a dream, and he told him to go ahead and marry this woman because the son she carries is of the Holy Spirit. And further he said in Matthew 1 and 21, And you shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so Joseph did what the angel said, and he married her as his wife. And time passed, and Mary decided to go visit her relative Elizabeth, who was with child John, and up in the hill country. And when Mary greeted Elizabeth, this baby John leaped in Elizabeth's womb. And so Mary, or Elizabeth, said she was sure now that this was the Son of God. And she thanked God for allowing the, what she called the mother of my Lord to visit me. And so John was born just like the angel said. And he would be an awesome messenger for God. The greatest messenger that he ever was for the Lord. And then the prophet Isaiah had said that the Christ would be a Nazarene. And Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth. But the prophet Micah said that he would be born in Bethlehem, which was quite a ways from Nazareth. And she was very pregnant at the time. But also at this time, Caesar Augustus ruled over Rome and the Jews. And he decided to call for a census across all the land. And so Mary and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem because that's where they had to go and be registered. And so Joseph took Mary to Bethlehem and she was extremely pregnant. And there were so many people there because of this great census that there was no room for them to stay in any of the inns. And so Mary ended up giving birth out on the road. And then Joseph found this manger, which was a feed trough at the end of a stable where they put food for animals. And there in that dirty, filthy feed trough, they kept the Son of God. And the Bible says nearby there were shepherds living out in the fields tending sheep. And in Luke 2 and verse 9, it says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Can you imagine being there and seeing and hearing all of that? What an awesome thing to see. Well, after the angels left, the shepherds said, let's go into Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has made known to us. And so they ran to Bethlehem and they saw this baby lying in a manger. And they went out and started telling everybody about what they had seen and heard. Glorifying and praising God. And all the heavens rejoiced at the birth of Christ. They celebrated it. And while they were in Bethlehem, a single bright star shone over the baby Jesus, over where he was. And it was a very unusual star. And people could see it. And Matthew chapter 2 said that says that there were wise men in the east who knew the prophecies and they were watching and looking for the coming Christ. And they saw this star and they knew it was a sign because it was over Bethlehem. And so they, uh, they, made, they traveled to Jerusalem and they started asking questions. Matthew 2 and 2 says they were asking, Where is he who had been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. But the king that reigned over Judea was a very evil man named Herod. And Herod loved his own power. And we heard about this Messiah, this anointed one, that was born. It worried him greatly. And he heard about all the prophecies that were being fulfilled. So he called the chief priest and scribed together and asked them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, Bethlehem. And so he asked the wise men that had seen the star what they had seen. And they told him, and so he told the wise man to go to Bethlehem and find this child and report back to him so that he could worship him also. But Herod was lying. He didn't want to worship Jesus. He wanted to kill him. And so the wise man followed that star to Bethlehem and it led them to this manger where Christ was, the baby Jesus. And they fell down and worshipped him and they got out treasure that they had brought. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they gave it to him. And that night as they slept, God warned these men in a dream not to go back to Herod. And so they didn't. And as Joseph and Mary were leaving Bethlehem, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and 
told him to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt and to stay in Egypt until I tell you it's safe to leave. And so that night they hurried to Egypt, which fulfilled another prophecy that said he would, the Son of God would be called out of Egypt. And when King Herod realized that these wise men weren't coming back, he was furious and he ordered that all the male children under two years old in Bethlehem and the surrounding places were to be killed. And this fulfilled another prophecy that said that at the Savior's birth, there would be a great massacre of children. But Herod couldn't change the will and purpose of God. And no one can change that today. And there were others who were looking and waiting for this coming Christ. There was a just and devout man named Simeon who eagerly waited for the coming Christ. And the Holy Spirit told Simeon that he would not die before he seen, before he saw him. And in Luke chapter 2 and 28, it says that when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, the Holy Spirit told Simeon to go there. And as he, Simeon held Jesus in his arms, he thanked God for letting him live to see his salvation. And in Luke 2 and 29, he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the faces of all people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to your people Israel. And there was also an old woman there named Anna who practically lived in the temple praying night and day, who was also looking for the Christ. And when she saw him, she rejoiced because she knew this was the promised Savior. And she went out about all Jerusalem telling everyone she could about Jesus, how the Christ had come. Because Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our only hope. Jesus did everything the prophets said that he would do. And he taught us, he taught us how to live like we were created to live. To love God, and to love one another. And then he took all our sin upon himself. And he laid down his life for us. And then he rose from the grave the third day to prove that everything he said was true and to give us hope of life after death. And this isn't hope like we commonly use the word hope. Like I hope I don't get sick or I hope something good happens to me next year. That isn't what this kind of hope is. 
It's like Paul said in Romans, this, is, this hope in Christ is an earnest expectation that we eagerly wait for. It is the fulfillment of a promise made by God who cannot lie. A promise that was sealed in the death and the resurrection of his son. It will happen. This is our hope. And so if you're out there listening to this, maybe you're suffering with chronic pain or a tragic loss or the guilt and consequences of sin. You need to know that there is hope. There is hope. In Christ, there is forgiveness of sin. And only in Christ is there hope of a day when there will be no more pain. No more suffering. No more loss. No more parting. No more death. If you believe in Jesus Christ and are willing to obey his gospel, be baptized and have your sins washed away, you can live in that kingdom that will endure forever, that kingdom of peace, where all this will be true. And that's something to live for. That's something to hope for. And if you're here today, and the church can help you in any way, please come as we stand and sing.